Welcome to another episode of We're Disappointed, the show where two average folk talk about things in media, in society, in life that tend to be disappointing. Hey, so today we are talking about misery simulators. So I guess a good place to start is what is a misery simulator? To me, the way that I would define a misery simulator is like a a piece of media that that just seems to torture its characters for torture's sake. Like, they don't really seem to have any, like, larger purpose or message that they want to send. It's just, like, it's it's emotional torture porn. Like, there's really no other reason for this to be happening other than they want to, like, wrench out more misery from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one either watching the thing or playing the thing or whatever it is. I was, um... Like, we talked about this before. This is our second time recording this. And, like, I was when I was writing up my notes, I, like, did, like, a quick, you know, Google search about the hero's journey. Because, like, we talked about this before, mm-hmm. I think, in the chat. I mean, the chat, but in, you know, podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was just looking at the basic parts. And, like, I could see where a lot of these misery simulators try to adhere to that story structure. Mm-hmm. It's like you got the ordinary world, the call to adventure, the rejecting the call... You know what I mean? Then the actual adventure part with the test and the ordeal. And then at the end, you have the reward. The, the thing I saw, I said the reward, the roadblock, and then back to the ordinary world. But it's like... There's usually also a journey to the underworld. Yeah, they did have that. Like, that's a part of the um the midsection, the, the actual adventure part. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, according to this anyway. So um, my thing was just like, like, looking at this, I feel like I could identify that a lot of storytellers, like mostly in games, because that's where I'm mostly directing my um, misery simulator hate at, um, try to use the structure. But then it's like you get to these, like the ordeals and it's like it just never ends. It's like at some point you have to be like, OK, well, this is over the hurdle. Like, let's let's chill for for a second. And but like ordeals also don't have to be like the horrible, gut wrenching, torturous things that they are. No, they like, don't. I mean, lots of stories use the hero's journey, and lots of stories like aren't misery. Simulators. I know. But I mean, like you don't have to be. I that know, way. but I'm just I'm just speaking directly to like these particular things. Mm-hmm. Like definitely, like you don't have to do that, but for whatever reason, they just feel like I was going to go from there. Is like they feel like they're taking it as like the most base. Like when I think of the word ordeal, I just think of like a trying time, like something's like you really don't want to be going through it, but you have to surmount it or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they look at it yeah. like that. And it's like, oh, well, how can we do that? And like, rather than trying to approach it from a different angle, it's like, oh, just, just terrible things. Well, I just, I honestly feel that they, they do it for like cheap emotional hits. Like my favorite example of a misery simulator is Game of yeah. Thrones, where it's just like they, they it is like also like other like kind of like drama shows like that as well where it's like they want high ratings they want people to to tune in to see what happens next so they're going for like the cheapest emotional hits 
the things that they know will get the greatest reaction, the most discussion online, that sort of it's thing. Like popular character and death so it's, and... Yeah, so there's, like, no reason for it to really happen other than to, like, spur conversation and spur ratings. So it just makes for a silly story that you can't, at least for me, like, I can't really invest myself in. Like, when I when I see myself being... Like, so obviously emotionally manipulated, it's a turnoff. Mm-hmm. Like, I know to a certain extent, stories are always doing, like, manipulation with your emotions. Like, that's their design. Like, they're they're supposed to make you feel in certain ways. Like, that's what the author wants you mm-hmm. to do. But they have to be subtle about it. <laughs> like, they can't be so obviously heavy-handed. Otherwise, I'm like, okay, like, you're just being cheap, and I'm Yeah, done. but it seems like that's, like the law of the land right now like so many things do that yeah and then people respond to it and so they're going to keep making shit like that because it keeps making them money i I guess you can't really do anything about that like people just have to get more savvy or get tired of it because it's just like it's annoying whereas like you see the same notes being repeated over and over throughout media Mm -hmm. and then people are still oh like the same people over and over again oh my Mm -hmm. god it's so this it's so good because but it's like it's not because this is the same thing the other shit did like last year like why are you still (laughs) why is this still hitting for you i don't understand because they're simple a little bit (laughs) like if this is you i'm sorry but hey and like we've talked about in previous episodes there's no problem with you enjoying garbage like enjoy your garbage like have a good time but it's garbage. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's garbage. Just like revel in it. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, um, when I was looking at the the hero's journey, like, obviously, I don't know if this is part of the journey. It's probably not. But for me, I feel like if the character is going through like all the shit, I want a better payoff than just like the wet fart you get from a lot of these misery simulators. <laughs> like, I I want yeah. it to be worth it instead of just oh. Everybody's mm-hmm. dead. He's by himself now. Oh, he's dead. It's just like, why well, do I, I bother? I feel that that is like, like, I feel that the the more classical hero's journey had the better payoff. Like, it was always like, like, you, like, win the kingdom or, like, you, like, have this massive prize or, like, favor from the gods or, like, something like that, right? Like, you get, like, this major payoff. I feel that the the wet fart approach <laughs> that you're talking about is really more of a like modernist postmodernist take mm-hmm. on it, where it's like it, it's supposed to be like quote unquote more true to yeah, life, like grittier, and realism. so mm-hmm. and and that's what I always hated about like when I was in um, college in undergrad and in grad school, like I hated the modernist and postmodernist literature because I was it was always like I know life sucks I know life is shitty I'm fucking living it like do you really think I want to read about yeah. it like <clears throat> I, I, like I'm, I'm reading this to like get some sort of escape or something like to feel something else like I already feel miserable in my life fuck you yeah I get that I understand that I understand some people be like well if it's not doing that it's like it's too easy or it's just like but sometimes you want easy like every like it's not like for lack of a better term special or deep if everyone is doing the exact same thing and it also Mm -hmm. depends on like how you're handling it and a lot of these places don't handle it in a way that you don't feel like cheated or wronged or whatever Mm -hmm. because like um 
I'm like, okay, we're gonna have the Bioware. Ep- We've talked a million, four million years about this Bioware episode coming out. But like, in Mass Effect Three, like all those punch, all those things that they pulled out, it felt cheap because like there was no breathing room behind between them. It's like, oh, this character dies, this mm-hmm. character dies, this place explodes, and it's just like, why even bother? Like, I understand it's supposed to be war. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is happening, but it's just like. Once you beat the game, it's like, well, what was that all that for? Like, why did yeah. I do any of that? Like, why did I invest, like, what's it, like, 10 years almost of my life <laughs> in this series if it was just going to be garbage? Like, if it, none of it, yeah. nothing mattered at all. It's like, why do this? Like, I feel at the very least, like, you have to make people feel like it was not time wasted. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's like a a wet farty like a not happy ending i shouldn't feel like i wasted my time yeah like i was gonna say like i enjoy tragedy like i like i think i enjoy tragedy a little less now just because like i mean take a look at the world like the world is one gigantic Mm -hmm. tragedy so it's like i enjoy a little less now than i did when i was younger but i still do enjoy a really good tragedy and so like i don't mind sad endings i don't mind endings where like the character like basically like loses essentially and and you know at the ends all of that fighting kind of was for nothing like i sometimes endings like that are okay but but again like i mean you're pointing to uh, mass effect 3 and like yeah it was just like one thing after another and and it's just like it felt like like same thing with game of thrones like it was just like cheap hits and so it just it just it wasn't a well-told story no, no. but um i guess Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that that's just not even touching on the fact that like the whole thing was sold as like a essentially like a choose your own adventure story, and so it's like if you wanted to have the sad ending with tragedy, then you should have been able to orchestrate that ending. But if you wanted an ending that was more uplifting and positive, then you should have been able to orchestrate that ending as yeah. well. And instead, they're just like, fuck you, have three colors. Yeah, it was a massive <laughs> gotcha. Like, that's what drew me into the game to begin with. Like, the, I don't want to stay mm-hmm. on this over long since we're going to be talking about this in the next episode. But, like, it, it, <laughs> it was a huge waste of time. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like you get so invested and you you feel like what you're doing matters, even if it's just, you know, for the, the ending that you're getting. And it's just like, nah, nah. I feel like they choked. I feel like they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, no, I, that's exactly what it feels like. Like, it feels like they, like, had, they essentially written something too complicated. Like, they couldn't, like, bring it home. Like, and, and I... I get it in a way it's like they had so many different threads so many different potential outcomes that to like figure out how to wrap it all up at the at the ends it would have been really difficult yeah but it's like but you set yourself up for that yeah like you should you you should have planned for this yeah exactly written it out ahead of time yeah that's it's like it's clear that they did this before (laughs) it's just like how can you I mean, I know, like, I'm a planner, right? You know this. Like, mm-hmm. I like to plan. 
I like to have all of my spreadsheets. Like I like to have checklists and tasks and things like that. So it's like, I know that not everyone is like that, but it's also just like, okay, so maybe you, a primary writer on this, you aren't like that, but you should have like a, a, a compatriot, a coworker who is like that or someone working with you on the project who is like that so they can help you map everything out and plot everything out and organize it. So that way everything is, is set. We know exactly where we're going. We know exactly what we're doing. Like, why wouldn't you do that? It just blows my fucking mind. Or alternatively, because I know a lot of people don't work that way, like that extensive amount of plotting. Like, at the very least, keep track of your threads. Like, have a running, like, log of the storylines you have going on. But, like, also, at the bare minimum, have an idea of where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they didn't have that. And, like, they just kept throwing things in. And it was like, oh, where did we start with this? <laughs> what were we doing? It, 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 just, mm-hmm. it, was, it was absolute bullshit. But, again, don't want to talk about Bioware too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, if, to stay on the topic of Misery Simulator video games, like, like, I can't recall a shit. Like, I'm sure I've seen shows other than Game of Thrones that try to be as manipulative as the stuff we're talking about. But, like, as far as games specifically, they have a tendency, like, when they go this route, as far as um, making this, like, making the player miserable, their focus, I feel other things suffer for it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'm going to pick on the fan favorite Ghost of Tsushima and how um, for that game, like, for me, like, there were a lot of things that were broken. Like, just from a gameplay perspective, like, take away that the game is pretty, take away, you know, your Japan fanboyism, because I'm a Japan nerd myself, but just, like, at the very core of the game, there's, there are issues. And, like, okay, can, like, to get back on topic, like, can you think of a non-game misery simulator that had other quality, quality failings? Cause like I can't. Um, <clears throat> other than Game of Thrones, because like that whole thing, like they've made that their focus, and just the whole show went in the toilet. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I'm not as big of a a TV watcher, so. Well, it could be something else. Like I don't know. Oh, I have a Misery Simulator book that I can think of, but do you have anything like that that you can think of? Um. I know there are probably things, but like it's completely leaving my head. I'm like looking at my my bookshelf to see like <laughs> if I can find. Um, I'm looking in. I'm looking in my modernist and postmodernist section because everything is ordered chronologically. Uh, I mean, I guess I could I could pick a little bit on on Hemingway. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I feel like, like, some of, like, those tragedies, like, I feel are, like, the ones that I was saying before where I was like, okay, no, I enjoy this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I do feel that he was trying to say something about, like, the disconnect of society and the ravages of war and stuff like that. And I feel that, like, 
especially that last part, considering that he himself served in the war. Like, I feel that that is like a message that he wanted to send and a message that is worth telling. Like, I don't see how, like, like, I wish, like, sorry, this is getting a little off topic, but like, I wish that like my dad would read Hemingway so he could stop glorifying the idea of mm-hmm. war. It's because it's like, it's it's horrific. And the way that he writes about it is like, and you know, like, you know, Hemingway's prose, it's so sparse, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's still like packs that, that punch, that horror. Like the, just the images that he has in there are amazing. So it's like, he's like one of the only writers of that time period that I actually right. like. My, the example that comes to mind for me is a book that I like totally fucking regret reading. I don't remember why I picked it up, but it was The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that. And that's a misery simulator. Like, it's just really, like, it's a gut punch. And then there's just like, after the punch, there's nothing. Like, you just fall off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why did I read this? Like, um, there's these two kids who have cancer who meet up and they fall in love. And it turns out the boy is terminal and he doesn't tell the girl and he just fucking dies. That's it. That's that's the book. And it's just like, (laughs) why? Why? Like, I feel like it's like a a, uh, PSA for this kind of cancer that he had, which I can't even remember Mm. what it was. Because it's so long since I read it. And like I said before, like, I forget things that I don't like for the most part. I try Mm -hmm. to. But it's just like, again, it it felt like a huge, like, even the journey wasn't that great for me because it's like, I guess it's my fault because I was expecting something to be on the other side of it other than just, mm-hmm. oh, this character is fucking dead and the other one's probably going to die too. Bye. There is one book on my shelf that I, I haven't finished reading because it was, but like, I don't know, it, it was dealing with a really sad subject. So like, I... You know, it was there was a reason for it. Did you just go get it? Oh, I have my <laughs> yeah, I have my Yuri on Ice bookmark in here that you gave me. I forgot that you even gave me that, and then I opened it up and like, wow, there's Victor and he's wearing a speedo. Okay, <laughs> um, but it's like about like um, it was set in like is it World War Two? So you you know World War Two is like already like yeah. sad and terrible, and um. It's, like, about, like, the people in uh, Lithuania, like, specifically. It, like, follows, like, this family. And it's just really sad. Like, they're all, like, loaded on this train. And, like, it's just tragic, like, over and over and over again. And so, like, I just stopped reading it because it was just, like, this is too much for me right now. Like, I can't finish Mm -hmm. this. Um, But I still think it was, I mean, you know, it was, like, it was good. And it's, again, one of those things where it's like, well, it's like supposed to be tragic. Like, you're not going to find a piece of literature written about that time period that, like, isn't tragic. I mean. (laughs) And, like, she's trying to highlight, like, because, like, that's, like, where her people are from. And so she wanted to, like, tell their stories, essentially. And that's, like, something from that, like, you know already, like, it's not probably not going to be the Mm -hmm. greatest, happiest ending on that. No. But um, to get back to Ghost of Tsushima and talking about cheap punches and shit, like, um, like again, I understand it's supposed to be wartime and all this other shit, but they just, like, they could have just left it at that and not tried to do what they did because I feel like they tried to, like, okay, I'm thinking of Taka's death specifically. Oops, spoiler. 
for a, like a game that's almost a year oh, old. Oh, yeah. I forget about and, that. Guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> because it's like you hardly know him and they show you his death like you're supposed to care and like it's supposed to humanize Jin, who's essentially like just a robot for most of the game. And it's just like, who fucking cares about this guy? Like, why is this hitting Jin so hard? He, You've had like three conversations with him and it's just like, why do this? It's like they're hoping that you care, <laughs> but it's, it's a waste. It was stupid. It was poorly done. I think that like, like maybe they were like, this is what I tried to take from his demise was that it wasn't so much that Jin, like, you know, like, like he was like a friend with this guy, like loved him or anything like that. But it was, at least for me, this is because they, well, the, the helplessness, but also like, damn, you fucked up. <laughs> like, because that guy shouldn't have even been there. Like, he shouldn't have even been there. Like, they, he, I, got uh, robots. Like he I don't know what begged. you said then. It was a bunch of robots. I, like, huh? you glitched out. I couldn't hear you, and meat wasn't picking you oh. up either. Okay, so, um, like, I was just saying that, like, he shouldn't have even been there. Like, he begged Jin to come along. Like, like he, he seems like kind of like simple minded anyway. So it's like, no, he doesn't need to be here. Like, he doesn't need to be anywhere close to here. Like, you could have given him like some like stupid, like non tasks somewhere else made him feel important. Right. Because like, he's like, you know, like, I want to be a man too. Like, I want to fight. It's like, no, like, first of all, let's not define manliness by your ability to die. <laughs> And, like, second, like, you don't belong anywhere near here. Like, fuck you. You're not a warrior. Like, get out of here. I feel like, though. And so it's, like, I, well, I just feel that, like, that was, that is what I, I was upset about, was that it's, like, you're, like, this is, like, the comeuppance of your idiotic actions. Like, you got this boy But it wasn't like that, because he was there. He followed Jin there. But Jin didn't tell him to stay there. As, like, he was supposed to be leaving. He got caught. And it's like he did not discourage him as um, strictly as his sister wanted from trying to be helpful. But like when he actually died like that, like Jin didn't want him there. I thought I remember it. I've, I remember it differently. It, it's like, like I thought it, that that he, he like, wasn't trying to use him. He like showed up. He showed up and Jin's like, well, you're here so you can do this thing. I don't think it was really it was like leave it was like maybe it was like go around and leave but it wasn't like go in there and do something that you obviously can't do it was like mm, something really I, simple i guess i remember it wrong then I, I remember it completely differently tell us on twitter who remembers it correctly <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not me <laughs> i still am like convinced i can't remember what that lady's name is i'm pretty sure her name is abby and i know that it's not because we've talked oh, about yeah. this like 50 times <laughs> me i know i'm not right oh my god you're talking about uh, <laughs> ellie's godmother or whatever from the first game and you thought yeah. she was abby abby no <laughs> <laughs> like i can't remember her name i just remember it's not abby though abby is no i know because we had a whole yes. conversation about it where it's like i would have like put money on her being called abby and i still would even knowing even knowing I'm wrong, like, I still feel that part of me is oh, right. <laughs> it's like Marlene or something like that. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not right. Oh, my God. That's a... 
I don't know why my brain is so like just stuck she just on looks that. like it's an Abby bizarre. Apparently, she's just she's Abby. <laughs> That's a good segue into the the Last of Us and how much I fucking don't fuck with that. Like um, the first Last of Us, I loved. I really enjoyed it. Like even if like uh, like okay, can you call the ending of the first Last of Us good? Because Good yeah, in exactly. Like, like in general, like it? a happy ending because, like, okay, he saved her life, but he no. dooms the rest of humanity. Yeah, but I liked that ending. Like, I was yeah, down with it. I was too. But I mean, like, it's to me, it's a happy ending because it's a happy ending for the characters involved. Even though, like, they may die off camera to, you know, a, a resurgence of clickers or whatever. But like, as of right now, they're frozen in time as happy for me. Well, like, I just, like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's happy even at that moment in time, just because of, like, the, uh, the look on Ellie's face where she seems to kind of, like, Mm -hmm. know. And so it was, like, it's, like, I, I just, like, I felt that there was, there was, like, a storm coming. (laughs) Like, there was, like, something gonna happen. But, like, I, I thought that it made sense for Joel's character. Mm -hmm. Like, and so... Like I was, I was happy to see his like kind of character arc resolved in that way because it just it made total sense. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Like there was a storm coming, but at that moment she was alive. Like she might not be happy, but she was alive, and that mm-hmm. was good enough for me. But okay, so in the second one, of course, this is going to be spoiler heavy. Like um, I didn't play it. I just watched someone on YouTube play it because I was on the fence about getting it. And then after watching this person play it, I was like, I will buy this when it's on sale from like GameStop so that Naughty Dog doesn't get any money because I am not (laughs) down with what they did with it. Because it's just like the world, of course, is like darker and grittier. There's still clickers everywhere. It's just like, fine, I'm cool with that. But then it's everything kicks off when they kill Joel right in the beginning of the game because reasons. Like, okay, this girl who was not the girl in the end of the last game. Like, she's supposed to be the one at the end of the last game whose father, who, like, okay, let me run it back. At the end of the last game, for Joel to save Ellie, he ends up killing a doctor because the doctor is a fucking moron and he's like oh we need her is like like go get some help don't sit there and try to stand you know st- uh have a standoff with this guy who's much larger than you has a gun like shit like that like you are not that person you are not equipped for that don't bother you know what i mean like he died a stupid mm-hmm. death but i'm pretty sure he was like a brown person and in this game ally is very white i mean abby is very white and, like, when they show the flashbacks... Do you mean Marlene? No. <laughs> <laughs> but in the flashbacks, when they're showing this, because, like, the whole thing is she wants revenge for her father being killed by Joel. And the whole thing is just going back with the eye for an eye. You kill our guys. We kill your guys. Whatever. But she is... Her father is now white. And it's just like, okay, like, you can't even keep your cannon together. But that's besides the point but it's just like i'm not into that like it felt very to me like game of thronesy where it was just like don't get connected to any characters because they're all gonna die mm-hmm. and it's like if i can't get to connected to characters then why am i even bothering because like the story itself was mm-hmm. not that you know that um 
engaging because you can see what's going to happen from like a month. Like there were very, for me personally, there were very few surprises. Like my thing is when I, whenever I'm watching something, I try to figure out where it's going before it gets there. Mm-hmm. And most of my beats were correct. And it's just like, I get bored. <laughs> I get bored mm-hmm. when I watch stuff that does that. So it was like super predictable. But again, it's like pretty much like 90% of the cast you meet just dies just because like, I feel like there were other ways they could have handled this that were not so death mm-hmm. heavy, but that's easy. And it's just, yeah. it was really cheap. It was very boring. But people, like the same people who love Ghost of Tsushima and ignore the things that I brought up, they love this game too. And it's just like, I guess I'm just not the audience for it. But at the same time, it's like, for both this and Ghost of Tsushima, I would love to see like I say this all the time, if you're a fan of it, I want your critical take of it. Like you can't love mm-hmm. every single part of this thing. Like you should be able as an, probably an adult to tell when something has flaws. And it's like, you don't have to dislike it because it has flaws. Like I dislike it because of the flaws, but I want, I would love to be able to talk to somebody who loves this game and who isn't like a vehement va- fanboy. It's like, no, this is great. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, no, I do though. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I I have not played Last of Us Two, and I I don't I didn't watch the the video. I I don't like watching videos of people playing games. Like, I don't know. It's just not my thing. Um, but like. So just, like, based off of what, like, you have told me and, like, the comparisons to Ghost of Tsushima, like, because we played that together, Ghost of Tsushima, and, like, it just became so, like, even, like, all of, like, the side stories, like, there was no way that you could save anyone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's, like, every single side story ended in tragedy and so at a certain point you're like well okay so it's like i can see like what they're going for here there's really no point in me even trying to save these people i'm just going to go ahead and do the mission to get experience points and be able to upgrade my character like there's no like the emotional stakes are, are destroyed mm-hmm. it's like that's what it's like you have to be able to have like a a good balance between like okay there there is some hope like, you might actually be able to save some people and then, you know, actually be able to do that exactly. thing. Because then that makes the times that you fail that much more like tragic. You feel it. It hits that harder. Yeah. Because you know that there have been a chance. But it's like when you can see the game designer, it's like, no, there is no chance. Like, we're never giving you that chance. Then there are yeah, no stakes. What's the point? Then I'm like, eh, Why whatever. Yeah. And that's just, again, I feel that's the thing suffering from their own, you know, stiffing their own farts and wanting to make the most miserable, quote unquote, realistic experience ever. And it's just like, no, like there, mm-hmm. like there is hope in life, like maybe not a lot of it, maybe not consistently, but it exists. Well, and it's like it's knowing that there is that little bit of hope that like keeps people still struggling. Exactly, that's how I was going to say. Because it's like if we know that there's nothing, then it's like, what the fuck is the point? It, you just fucking kill exactly. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like, also, don't kill yourself. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, there's hope in life. So if like there's no hope in your game, then it's not realistic. So why, bo- like, don't mm-hmm. even bother saying that it is. Like, that's stupid. It's just like it reminds me of the like my fellow students in grad school where it was just like they they had that same 
type of pretentiousness. And it was just like, like nothing was like realistic unless it was just like a complete and utter misery. And it's just like, what life are you even mm-hmm. living? <laughs> and it's like, the thing is, is that like the majority of them, like, you know, we're like all like privileged to even be there in grad school. Like we have the money to be there in grad school. It's not like being an English major at a state university is you're going to be getting like paid by the university to get your degree or anything like that. So no one's getting like a stipend. We're all paying out of our pockets to be here. So it's just like, like what sort of like tragic life have you lived in order for this to be like reality to you? Mm-hmm. It's just like, they're like, they're like tragedy tourists. Exactly. It's like, they like, they feel that like, oh, like if I like, like buy into like this like grittiness and this hopelessness, like that is like, quote unquote, more real than the existence that I lead. And it's just yeah. like, fuck you. You're so fucking stupid. Because they don't know. It's like, I don't know. They hear poor people complaining. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, so this is what they must think. Everybody, the poor, this is how the poors live. This, yeah. Everything is terrible all the time. Ah, oh, that's good. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to the beginning, we were talking about, you know, the hero's journey, and you were saying how things can have, can adhere to the story structure without going the easy route and just killing off everything you love. So, like, mm-hmm. what's an example that you can think of that... Star okay. Wars. Like, uh, can you point it out? Well, I mean, at the end oh, of, which one? like, the first... Or well, the whole. I, I'm just going to look at, like, the first movie. Okay. So, like, A New Hope, right? Um, like, at the end of the first movie, not everyone is dead. There you go. <laughs> or even, like, if you look at the... Like, look at, like, 4, 5, and 6. Like, so that's kind of, like, you know, the complete conception of the hero's journey for for that story being told they still at the end not everyone is dead like if we were doing this like a modern take like fucking everyone would be dead at that Definitely. <laughs> like it would be it'd be over like everyone like han solo would have died leia would have died they probably would have died together um like luke would have like like ended it like a broken man like it just it would have been fucking terrible i agree my example I have is um, The Expanse, like the first season specifically. You haven't watched that, right? Mm-mm. I would recommend it. I enjoy it a lot. But, like, like the, people die. The, terrible things happen. But I feel at the end, like, it has hope. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole cast isn't dead. <laughs> that's That's the main thing. And it's like, of course, it's like it's going into like the next season. But it's like, I think when they did the first one, they weren't sure they were going to get two, three, four more seasons. Mm-hmm. But it ended like on and up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about it too much because you haven't watched it. And I know Two Beards listens to this and he hasn't watched it because he doesn't watch anything. But um, until like four years after you suggested to him. I mean, that's me, too. <laughs> You're not as... You, like, you are so nowhere we'll, near as bad. We'll check in, like, four years from now. <laughs> you are nowhere near as bad. Because, like, with you, at <laughs> least I can be like, oh, let's watch it together, and you will watch it with me. Yes. And yes. And he, he yeah. won't do that. 
like what was it i used to watch tiger and bunny like remember when we watched that together yeah and like i watched it first and then i watched it with you and i told him to watch it i want to say it was like six years after that he watched it <laughs> and i was like what is wrong with better this? late than never <laughs> it's just it annoys me because like when i ask people to watch it it's like i want to talk about it and it's like i can't remember mm-hmm. now because it was fucking six years ago well, I do appreciate your willingness to rewatch things with me because otherwise I wouldn't like turning it into like a social thing, like makes me watch mm-hmm. it. Like I usually don't watch things on my own. Well, it's like, it's only things that I like. So, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so if it was something not great, I wouldn't like try to push it on you to begin with. So that's totally fine with me. Yeah. Well, and that's like one of the reasons that I'm willing to invest the time because I know that if it's like. If it's risen to the level of quality where you're trying to get me to watch it with you, then I'm like, okay, it's good. <laughs> Do you have any, like, parting thoughts? It's just, I, I just really hope that people, like, get away from this trend. And I, I almost kind of wonder if, like, if we might be able to see it, it moving away oh, a little bit from it. Yeah, like, well, I'm thinking of, like, um, this was, like, a show that I watched recently that, like, I thought it was going to be a misery simulator. Like, I was, I was prepared, honestly, to, like, stop watching it, but it surprised me. Like, every single instance where I thought something really terrible was going to happen, they were like, nah, it's not going to happen that way. It was uh, The Queen's Gambit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched no, that. I didn't. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and it's, it's like, certainly there, there are tragic elements. Like, it's not like it's like this feel good, like happy go lucky sort of thing. Like she really struggles with addiction. Like she uh, like, you know, fucks up her life to a certain extent because of that. And so it's like, there are certainly like really heavy elements to it. But it's like you could see these points where if they had wanted to like twist the knife and to just push it over the edge into a misery simulator, they absolutely could have. And I was expecting it. Like I could see it being set up that way. And I'm like, fuck, we're going to have like, you know, like this, like, like when she's in the orphanage in the beginning. Like I thought for sure she was going to be like molested or something like that because it like seemed like they were setting it up that way. And then it just didn't happen. And I was like really pleasantly surprised by that. And so I'm hoping that we get more stories like that, which like certainly doesn't shy away from telling like a story with elements of tragedy, but doesn't feel the need to score those really cheap Mm -hmm. hits. Well, here's hoping because I feel like, I don't know, the world as a whole should be at this point a little fed up with all this. Like, I mm-hmm. thought for sure The Last of Us wouldn't do as good as it did because of everything everyone was going through. It's like, y'all really want to sit here and be upset? <laughs> and be more yeah. upset? I mean, it's like my, like, tolerance for that level of tragedy, like, really went down. Like, just, like, you know, it was pre-COVID, but it's just, like, I had, like, a fairly rough couple of years with, like, a lot of, like, personal, like, tragedies happening and so it was just like, I'm already fucking sad and depressed. <laughs> like, I don't need any more of this. And then like COVID hits, <laughs> and, like all of this is happening. And I was like, I really don't need any more mm-hmm. of this. Like, I like can't handle anymore. Like, I'm not watching media 
anymore to like to feel sad like and even like with the queen's gambit like there were those sad elements but there was like ultimately like this message of like everything's gonna be all right like you know like she's gonna be all right the the things are gonna work out Mm -hmm. in the ends and so it was like feeling that and knowing that that i was like okay with watching it even though there were like some stumbling blocks along the way and so yeah it's just like i can't like, whenever there's, like, a new movie or something or, like, a new TV show, like, I spoil myself. I'm like, is this going to be something that's going to make me feel like yeah, shit? Yeah, I was going to bring because that Because it's, like, <laughs> it's like, if it's going to make me feel like shit, I'm not going to fucking watch it. Like, I don't want to do, I I do that. You. I understand you. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get that affected by stuff. But the one that, like, you know, except for the two things that I mentioned already, which was... The Fall in Our Stars. That, like, I was so angry when I finished that book. <laughs> I was, like, I deleted it off my Amazon library. As I was looking around, like, why the fuck was this written? And, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was Mass Effect. Because I feel mm-hmm. like up until three, like, the message they were giving you as far as, like, you know, you can change it was, was hope. And then they just mm-hmm. fucking took it away. And yeah. I was just, like, when... um. That one character died that we'll talk about next week. I was just irate. Like, I had been... I took off of work, okay? I, I This is how invested I was in this game. <laughs> I took off of work to play it so I could beat it. Like, I took vacation time. And just when I got to that point, I didn't play it for, like, a whole day. I was just, like... I was just a wreck. I was like, this. you're joking, right? Like, this didn't happen. It's like, there's, there has to be something that they're going to give me so I have the option... Mm-hmm of doing this the way I want to do it. And it was just like, nope, Mm -hmm. get fucked. Well, like (laughs) there was like a, um, like I, can I, I can do spoilers for Dragon Age 2, right? Cause that's like a hella old game by this point. I feel like no one plays Dragon Age. So go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Like lots of people do play Dragon Age, but all right. Um, so like in Dragon Age 2, like I, like it was like kind of like the same sort of situation where like, I like I I guess you could qualify that as a bit of a misery simulator. Although like I felt better about it, maybe I wouldn't feel as good about it now, like playing it years later. But like thinking about how I felt, like I was okay with the tragedy that happened. I know but, I'll cut um, this part, but I don't remember what that was. What was that? What was what? What tragedy are you talking about? Because there was a lot in. Well, that. I'm about to tell you. I'm yeah. about to tell you. <laughs> Um, so it's like, like in like the, about like the middle of the game, um, your character Hawk, their, their mom dies. And it's like this whole storyline where there's like this, like, like, uh, blood mage serial killer, like loose in, in the town. I don't remember what the town's name is. Um, and yeah, you're right. Um, and so it's like, you're, you're trying to track down the serial killer and then it like turns out the serial killer like captured your mom. And so it's like this race, so you're trying to save your mom. And then it's like, it, it ends like the, your mom is like been killed. Like she's been like sewn together with like a bunch of other like body parts of the women he killed to like create like this perfect, she's like a zombie essentially. Yeah. And like she, she dies in your arms I was like, fuck, like, what didn't I do? Like, I thought that I did everything right, but I must have missed something. Like, there had to have been a way where I could have, like, gotten, like, a better outcome for this. And there wasn't. Mm. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like that was just how it was going to be no matter what. And I feel like there was like, there were several like shitty things like that in that game. But then I felt like it was also balanced with things you like, could change. like, yeah, exactly. Like I remember, um, I think I like romanced, uh, I know I romanced Fenris at least one at a times. And like I, this was the thing though I did fuck up. Like I fucked up because I like missed a conversation or two with him or something like that. And like it turned out I didn't build up enough like romantic points with him. And so at the end he like betrays me and I have to kill him. And I'm like that fucking sucked. Mm. But it was me. It was my fault. Like I I didn't like do it right. So it's like I feel that there was still like a good balance between like there are some things that you can't avoid. Like, you know, the death of your sibling in the very beginning, the death of your mom. Um, but there are other things that you can. And so, like, I, I feel like that was a good balance. Yeah. I mean, everything doesn't have to be, like, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And you can't, like, because there are things that, you know, in life that you can't change. So, like, I'm fine mm-hmm. with that, too. But I just don't like when it's, like, you can't change anything. Because, like, mm-hmm. what you call it? As far as, like, Mass Effect 3 goes, galact- the amount of galactic points you get don't count as a fucking change. They don't count as a choice. Yeah. <laughs> no. Galactic points that mean nothing as far as the end. Of the- like, they add up to nothing. Like, it's all like, oh, you can get them, but... Yeah, no, that was, like, a really bizarre mechanic. It was just, like, they- were you planning on doing with something with this and then just, like, were able to bring it to execution? Like, what was the point mm-hmm. of that? That's a question. That's a good question. Someone should ask Mac Walters that since he had his face slathered, you know, all over YouTube because of Legendary Edition coming out. But that's another yeah. podcast. We could talk about that next week. Yeah. <laughs> Talking with the the simp who pre-ordered it and that pack, like as soon as it came you, out, you pre-ordered the game too. <laughs> Absolutely, Why? I did. Like you already have it. You, you already know what it because is. Because I'm a simp. <laughs> Like I like I'm not gonna lie, I pre-ordered that thing with the helmet because I want the helmet. Like even if it's just like I'm paying $150 just for the helmet, I think that's worth it. But like I don't see myself getting this slightly updated but not really updated game. Like they didn't change anything hardly. I'm really hoping for the the um the gameplay mechanics of one especially to be upgraded Mm. and updated. So it's not like steering a boat the entire time. Like because I really I like one. Like, I, I think it's a great game, but, like, I mean, I have way more tolerance for bad controls than you mm-hmm. do. But even still, like, thinking about, like, the bad controls has, you know, has prevented me from doing another playthrough. Because I'm just like, oh, I really feel like investing, like, that amount of effort, <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest, in in something like that. But So I'm really excited for that, because I, I want to do another playthrough. I really like 1 and 2. And I, I'm excited for the controls to be far more fluid. Did you get it for PC or for uh, PC PlayStation? Yeah. Okay. So maybe someone will redo the Thane mod. <laughs> no, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm counting on it. <laughs> like, like I'll start playing through the trilogy, and then I'm sure by the time I get to three, someone will have updated the Thane mod, and then I'm good to go. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be nice. If anyone from you know the Thane mod community is listening, please do that. Yeah, like, <laughs> please do that. Set up, like, a, a, like, GoFundMe or whatever, and I, as at least, will kick a few bucks your way yeah. to make it worth your while. Yeah. Because that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. 
Yep. A lot of work people are doing for free to make a game tolerable. (laughs) Yeah. There are a lot of there. I think there are enough Mass Effect stands like even now, like almost 10 years later that will that would, you know, contribute to that. Mm hmm. It was a really well done mod. Like they put a lot of thought into it. It was really good. Hopefully it won't be that big of a change because it's essentially the same game. Like all they really changed was like textures and shit. Yeah, no, I I would imagine that there's not a whole lot to update for three, especially. So that's this week's episode. Uh, Let us know what you think of our takes on Misery Simulators. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Can you think of some Misery Simulators that you've encountered? How did you feel about them? Did you hate them? Did you not mind them? And we'll see you next week with episode that we've been teasing for a long time, the Bioware episode. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to We Are Disappointed. Intro music is Feels Bad by Strong Suit. Outro music is Decisions by Dream Heaven. You can find them on the Free Music Archive in Pixabay. If you have something that disappoints you, you can send us a line at We Are Disappointed on Twitter and Instagram, or our website at weardisappointed.com, and we can be disappointed together in future shows. Thanks for listening.